morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday. We're all working for the weekend, and we've got all your Thursday night NBA action and trade deadline coverage. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined by Diamond Dave Schilling and the artist currently known as Nitz. We got Rob Lopez looking for a home for Ennis Cantor. Coming up on the Daily Ding, the trade deadline came and went. Russell Westbrook racks up another triple-double. But first, Rajon Rondo was not the hero that Boston wanted because he plays for the Lakers. And the Lakers steal a victory from the jaws of defeat defeating the Boston Celtics in Boston, 129-128 to on Rajon Rondo's game winner at the buzzer. Incredible final sequence of this game. Out of seven seconds. Here's Ingram, he got the step. Shot blocked by Horford. Here's Rondo, he scores! The Lakers at one point trailed by 18 in this game and, and mounted a comeback on the back of LeBron James finishes the game with 28 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds, his fourth triple double of the season, clearly looking healthy, hit five threes as well. Part of a new Laker team record, 22 made threes in this game. Not bad. Kyle Kuzma had a great game, 25 points, five rebounds, also had five threes. Rajon Rondo, the game winning shot there at the buzzer. Finishes the game with 17 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Dave, uh, this was a game that I thought the Lakers were going to get blown out. They lost by 42 the other night. They struck out on the Anthony Davis trade. These guys probably sat around all day expecting to get traded until Rich Paul came out and made the announcement that Anthony Davis was staying put at least until the summer. Um, Do you feel like this might galvanize this team going forward and maybe they're actually going to make the playoffs. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> They're still not good. Uh, I, I don't think they got appreciably better during the trade deadline, you know, uh, Mike Muscala. Uh, and then who else did they get? Who cares? Hey, this was a, a good win. I mean, they definitely seemed like they were playing together for the first time in like three weeks. Uh, and it seemed like Rondo was especially motivated to play well in his old home arena. But, the same problems the Lakers had yesterday are the the problems that they have today and nothing that they did is going to change that. It's Kyle Kuzma really impressed me in this game. His uh, confidence. I mean, you can see it when he's on the court, he came out and looked motivated. He hit a big three to put the Lakers up one late. Then Kyrie Irving comes down and hits a ridiculous layup as he does. Um, But they wouldn't have been in position to win this game without Kuzma. He was huge tonight. Well, a couple of things, because Dave said some things I don't agree with. So commenting on which Dave am I talking about? But um, I don't I think they do make the playoffs. Just have to put that out there. I think who are you? Who are you taking over them? The Kings or the Clippers who both didn't get. I mean, Clippers got considerably worse. Kings didn't get better. I I disagree. Hot take now. It's not even a hot take. They make the playoffs. In terms of Kuzma, yeah, he hit some big threes in that third quarter, and he had great energy. I think we do need to give a little bit more credit here to Ingram and his defense on Kyrie. Even Kyrie mentioned it. They held him to like 6 of 21 shooting, and when you get Kyrie that's able to hit that kind of ridiculous layup in the clutch, holding him to 6 of 21 when your team is shooting like abysmal from the free throw line, that's the only way you're going to win that kind of game. So that's another thing. I do think that this is a good win for them in terms of momentum. Yeah. They're not going to shoot like this every night. Yeah. Rondo is more motivated, you know, to play 
against the Celtics right now, but their effort on the defensive end, I think was a lot more impressive than what we've seen since Lonzo has gone down. And I think carrying that over, even if they don't shoot that well, and you know, they kind of regress back to normal and they improve slightly on the free throw shooting. I don't see any reason that they can't play borderline on this level again. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie definitely struggled. And like you said, he did point out that Ingram played great defense uh, coming into this game. The Celtics had the the best offensive rating in the clutch, uh, like 132.1, which is just insane. It had a, a plus 25.9 net rating in the clutch. So crazy that the Lakers were able to pull this off because the Celtics have been basically the best clutch team in the league all year. Uh, again, just a night and day from what they were to start the season. Um, Jason Tatum had 22 and 10 for the Celtics. Uh, Dave, there's been a lot of talk here recently about the value of these young guys, in particular, the Lakers, because of all the Anthony Davis, you know, kerfuffle, uh, but Jason Tatum, right? He's seen as more valuable than every player. Every young player in the Lakers showed up tonight, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Can they get this kind of production out of him? It wants the playoffs hit. That's what they're going to need. They're not getting it from Gordon Hayward. You think Jason Tatum's going to be able to step up and do this again this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the, he is is rated as highly as he is because he's an incredibly talented player that has proven that he can perform at a very high level in the NBA. And I, I don't think he's going to regress or 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 fall apart in any way. I I do feel like. A lot of the Lakers young guys are getting a bad rap. I, I, I certainly give them a lot of grief on this show and on Twitter, but there's still upside potential to Kuzma and, and Ingram. I, I don't know what the ceiling is, but I think New Orleans didn't see what they weren't getting, uh, if that makes any sense. But let's say, okay, so take this game. It's young guys versus young guys, Celtics, Lakers. Just comparing them like that which package is more attractive. And I'm not saying that they're going to get the same package that Ainge is promising them or not promising them, but you know, pretend you're comparing them right now. Which one do you take over? If you're only looking at this one game, no, not this one oh. game, the young guys, okay. you're talking Tatum, Brown, Rozier versus Kuzma, Alonzo, Ingram, like their young core versus their young core. Who are you taking? Uh, I, I'd, I'd I'd take the Celtics. Tatum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tatum. Yeah. Hey guys, make sure you join us for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge every Wednesday on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit $5, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You can play with other back-to-back listeners every single Wednesday. Shout out to this week's winner, Antonio. We have a name. He's going to join us on an upcoming mailbag. If you take home a victory next week, you can join us on a future mailbag as well. Again, go to fanduel.com slash B2B, sign up, deposit five bucks, get a $5 bonus for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. In news, we have a little bit. Uh, There were 11 trades today at the deadline. Uh, Hopefully you got a chance to catch the Nerder She Wrote live uh, broadcast. And if not, hopefully you listen to the podcast, but we're going to run through a bunch of the trades right now. Uh, The Rockets send James Ennis to the, uh, the Sixers for swap rights on a 2021 second round pick. Uh, they're basically the Rockets were ducking the tax today. That was their goal. Uh, the Pelicans sent Nikola Miritich to Milwaukee. That guys, this is like a, 
a pretty big trade for Milwaukee. They can use another shooter. Miritich is really good. He's actually an underrated defender. He was a big part of that new Orleans first round uh, victory last year against the Blazers Nits, Does this, does this move coupled with the Gasol move to Toronto, which we'll get to, does this make the East like the top of the East? Does it kind of define it as Milwaukee and Toronto? I would say actually the top of the East for me right now is Milwaukee and the Sixers just based on all of the moves. I'm not particularly high on the Gasol move to Toronto. Actually. I know we'll talk about that in a second, but I think Meritage for the bucks is probably the best get other than maybe Tobias on the Sixers, which I know you guys already talked about. And who did they turn into Meritage? They turned Thon maker into Meritage. Essentially. That's a, yeah. That's a crazy good move by the bucks. And he's, you know, he's a great shooter. It's like you said, he's underrated on the defensive end. It's just such a good get. I don't really have much to say beyond that. Yeah. The, the Rockets sent out Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin, uh, in a second round pick to the Pacers again, just ducking the tax, which is so, so boring. Um, the Grizzlies traded Marcus all franchise, you know, player forever. He'll have his, his Jersey retired there uh, to the Raptors for Jonas Valanciunas, Delon Wright, CJ miles, and a 2024 second round pick. Uh, Dave, you hate to see a guy who's played in, in one team for so long uh, part ways with this team. But if we're looking ahead again, the Raptors, they have a huge upgrade in the middle. It's probably going to slide Ibaka to the four mostly. Um, how does this affect them going, going forward? Well, I definitely think Ibaka is a better four than he is a five. Uh, I think he's more comfortable there. I mean, that's where he was playing in Oklahoma city for the most part. Uh, so I like that. Gasol is a great passer. Um, he's, he's still got the size in the footwork that is necessary to play that position these days. I think it's a good trade. I think Valanciunas was kind of chewed up like a piece of old bubble gum and uh, it's time to, to get rid of him. And, a 2024 second round draft pick really feels like completely meaningless. It's yeah, it just, is. it's just like here, here's a garnish on your salad. Here's I'm out the, on like the part the parsley on your steak. I'm out on second round picks. I I'm just, I, I'm tired of them being treated. Like they are these lottery tickets. Um, they're, they're really not, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, dump more salary. They move Garrett temple and Jamichael green to the Clippers for Avery Bra- Bradley. Uh, the Clippers, you know, they made some moves got a little worse uh, as Nitz talked about before um, the Clippers <laughs> sent Mike Mascala, who they just picked up in a trade with the Sixers to the Lakers for Michael Beasley and Avitza Zubats. Uh, my assumption would be that Beasley's going to be bought out or released. Um, Zubats is a great piece for them. Nitz. I-, I think that he had a chance. And I say this about every single Lakers young guy, every di- like it's a different guy every week, but he's shown flashes that he can actually be like a real starting level player in, in the NBA. I totally agree. I actually think that was a huge loss for the Lakers. Um, he also played some pretty big games against my warriors. So I'm a little bit biased on that, but I think he's definitely shown flashes that he could be great. Um, other than that, what are you going to really say about this trade? Okay. You know, Lakers were trying to have the blockbuster trade of the season and then they got Mike Muscala. Yeah. Well, and the the Lakers actually, they opened up a a roster spot with this move. And uh, Dave, there's only one guy that comes to mind. Oh, you mean Nick Young? (laughs) Mellow. 
At forward, at 6'8 from Syracuse, number seven, Carmelo Anthony! They're definitely going to sign him. Uh, of course, they're going to be in the market for Wayne Ellington, who who may also be bought out. Uh, Ellington was sent from the Heat to the Suns with Tyler Johnson in in that trade. Uh, the Sixers traded Markel Fultz. Y- you hate to see this. You know, the guy was the number one pick last season. Has had the the injury and m- maybe the mental block with the shoulder. Um, he gets sent to the Magic for Jonathan Simmons, a guy who paid money out of his pocket on a G league tryout, a top 20 protected 2019 first rounder from the thunder and a, a second rounder from the Cavs. Um, the, the amount of value that we've watched just seep out of Markel Fultz in the last year is unprecedented uh, for a guy that, that the league is not just giving up on. He doesn't have a drug problem. He doesn't have an attitude problem that we know of. Um, it's, it's actually really sad. It's, it kind of bums me out. Nitz, do you see a path to Markel Fultz being, you know, good at any point in, the, in, in his career? Totally. We watched him before he came into the league. We know what he can do. And it's been a really weird year and a half for him when he started. I don't think that we can give up on him yet. A year and a half is not that long. And like I said, it's been really weird. I don't necessarily think that Orlando is the right franchise that's going to really help develop him and whatnot, but maybe, you know, it's a smaller market. Nobody's paying attention. He could do this away from the media. And if it's, I don't know if it's all mental, I do think there's something physical there, but that could really help with that. You know, there's not, the media isn't going to be as crazy around you and maybe he'll be able to really get back to who he was and we'll see him be great again. And I mean, just rooting for the kids. So I'm not as bummed yet. Let's talk in like two years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the, the Kings send Scala Bissier to the Blazers for Caleb Swanigan. Uh, the Grizzlies again, dumping more salary sh- trade Shelvin Mack to the Hawks for Tyler Dorsey. Uh, Shelvin Mack's going to be waived by the Hawks. You know, this is one of the advantages of having cap spaces that you can, you know, you can take these bad assets from other teams and then just dump them. Uh, the Raptors send Greg Monroe and a second round pick to the nets for cash, which is really cool. And, uh, Markeith Morris was traded from the wizards to the Pelicans and, uh, is going to be released along. <laughs> uh, he joins a list of a couple of guys being released that are going to be hitting the buyout market just in time to join teams before, uh, the rosters for the playoffs close, which is March 1st. Uh, Wesley Matthews is going to be joining the Pacers after completing his buyout with the Knicks and Ennis Cantor is going to be sitting around waiting for someone to offer him a job. The other news from today, the all-star selection show, which wound up being a lot more fun than I anticipated was tonight or last night, I should say. And, uh, team Giannis versus team tampering. I mean, team LeBron, uh, with my first pick in the second round, I'm going with Anthony Davis. You sure you want him to be your teammate? Uh, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> right. is, is, is it that tempering? No, no. <laughs> Shots fired Tem- uh, and you're up. Tempering rules, tempering rules does not imply on All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was it was good TV, Nitz. Team tampering. Come come on, man. Yeah. LeBron uh, chose LeBron every single guy. 
who's going to be a free agent next summer. Uh, LeBron made the first pick. He chose Kevin Durant. First of all, no, because we were arguing about this before. Giannis's first pick was Steph Curry. Um, You know, the, the teams are the teams, but we actually had a trade, which I think was, was, was really funny. Uh, Russell Westbrook was traded from team LeBron for Ben Simmons, uh, a fellow clutch client um, actually gave LeBron's team some much needed size, I guess, because Giannis, and he even said this team length, Giannis got every big guy that was available and to the point where it was laughable. Nitz, tell me that team Giannis is not going to dominate this, this all-star game, bro. Team Giannis is going to get killed and team LeBron is going to win. I don't Giannis picked the weirdest group of people. Oh man, this is going to be so weird. So I need this on record for you to say that you think team Giannis is really going to beat team LeBron. Yeah, sure. When LeBron picked like every, you know, there's a reason that they're all going to be the hottest free agents next summer. It's because he picked the best players on that roster minus Steph Curry. Who's the best player. What? But, um, nah, it's team team LeBron all the way. Dave, do you agree with my take that they should be doing this on the court right before the game? I wouldn't say right before the game. I think they should make it a big event. I think they should uh, rent out the Barclays Center or or maybe like a theater, like something smaller than that, and uh, sell tickets and uh, have Red Panda perform before and then uh, do like wrestling style entrances for everybody. Uh, maybe like the Royal Rumble. So it's a f- countdown and then LeBron shows his pick and then they come out to some music and some fireworks. I think that would be awesome. Uh, also, I- I'd like next year for you to be able to trade second round picks in this. Because if you can do trades, then let's throw some picks in there or some cash considerations or, or, or what have you. You know what? Let's, let's mix it up. Let's make this exciting. Let's find ways to circumvent the salary cap for the offense. Exactly. That's yes. what we need. All right, everybody, less than a month until the Boston Live Show, Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale. We've got a few tickets left. VIP sold out, but plenty of uh, general admission available as we uh, as we start filling this place up. You can get your tickets uh, through the Count the Things Twitter page or Jade Hoy's Twitter page. Just go uh, go to either of those. we got the ticket fly information in there. Uh, again, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Come hang out with us. Have a good time. It's always a great show. Hey, there were also other games. Surprise. Uh, In Indiana, the Pacers somehow continue to win without Victor Oladipo. It's incredible. Defeat the Clippers 116 and 92. The Clippers were really shorthanded. Actually had to make some G League call-ups just to fill the roster. Um, Thus the, the victory there, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with 29.7 rebounds. Miles Turner uh, continues his, his really nice season, 17.6 blocks. Uh, Trez Harrell with 18 points for the Clippers. The thunder actually struggled a little bit in this game against this terrible Memphis Grizzlies, 117 and 95, uh, Mike Conley with 15.7 assists. He actually thought he was, he was gone. I thought he was gone. Um, it seemed resigned to the fact that he was, isn't going to be there much longer uh, beyond the season uh, after the game. Jaron Jackson with 27 points, seven rebounds, had 22 of those in the first half. Russell Westbrook with his eighth straight triple-double, just incredible, 15 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds, four steals as well. And my man, Paul George, MVPG, 27 points, five rebounds, four assists, four steals, 
Nitz, tell me I'm wrong. Wrong about what? Well, first of all, I don't think they struggled in the first half or they didn't struggle in this game. They struggled a little bit in the first half. You know, they had they running back and forth with the Grizzlies, whatnot, but then they ran away with it in the third and the fourth. They kept it controlled mostly. I kept the game on because I'm like, I know the Thunder. And I feel like all of a sudden they're just going to let this game go. But they kept the ball moving. They didn't take stupid shots. Russell Westbrook with his eighth triple-double in a row, which I think is almost tied for the most with nine. I think it's Chamberlain. Um, and Paul George is having a career year. So Thunder are looking really good. And I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you that you're wrong about, but, uh, Paul George, Paul George is looking good about MVP. what? The, oh yeah. No, he's top I don't buy five MVP. for MVP. I don't, I'll, I'll take top five. Okay? There you go. I, I'm That's not, all that matters. He's going he's to be, be on the ballot. Also Terrence yeah, Ferguson's winning. Terrence Ferguson is going to win the dunk contest in Orlando. The magic beat the Timberwolves, uh, one twenty-two to one twelve. battle of the all-star centers. It says here on my rundown sheet, Carl Anthony towns versus, uh, Nikola Vucevic Vuce with 21 and 10 Carl Anthony towns, 27 and 11, but not enough to defeat the Orlando magic. Terrence Ross had 32 points off the bench. Uh, I can't believe he wasn't dealt. That that's a wing that really could have helped a bunch of teams. Uh, he hit also hit six threes. Uh, Aaron Gordon with 19, six rebounds and five assists. In Atlanta, the Kawhi-less Toronto Raptors defeat the Hawks 119 to 101. Pascal Siakam leads the way with 33 points, 14 rebounds. Fred Van Vliet bouncing back where he was struggling a little bit last month. 30 points, six assists, five rebounds. Trey Young with 19, five assists five rebounds. And in Portland, the trailblazers defeat the Spurs one twenty seven to one eighteen. The the Spurs struggling to start this rodeo road trip, uh, you know, losing by almost 40 to the warriors the night before uh, dropping this one in Portland. CJ McCollum had a huge game, uh, 30 points, nine rebounds, hit a bunch of big threes, his third straight game of 30 or more points. Damian Lillard chips in with 24, nine assists, five steals. Nurkic with 22 and six. So they're big three, Dave. They feel like they can go against anybody once the playoffs hit. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, they certainly are playing very well right now. It's the Western conference. It's a shark tank. Um, The Blazers have come into the playoffs looking hot many times before. And inevitably something bad happens. They're just not able to, to put the pieces together. Maybe CJ doesn't have a great game here or there. Uh, maybe Nurkic gets hurt, which he has in the playoffs in the past. So I don't know. I, I like this Blazer team in the regular season. I just don't know if they have the mental toughness to do it in the postseason. Gotta love the regular season Blazers just looking hot going into the playoffs and then getting swept. Every year. I don't it's trust it at all. Without fail, like clockwork. I set my watch to it. You just you can defend them. The effort that you put in the playoffs to defend another team is just exponentially higher in the playoffs. And then Dame is just shut off. So, yep. Yep. And he's, he's the engine that makes it go. And if you know, you cut him off, you, you, you cut that, that whole team off. There are a lot of basketball teams like that, unfortunately, that are not well-rounded. Unlike your warriors. Nets. As Draymond green says, there's a lot of 82 game players. There's not many 16 game players. And now to the line of the night. All right, guys, we have a big night tonight. LeBron James with a triple double 28 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds. Pascal Siakam with 33 points, 14 rebounds. 
Russell Westbrook with his eighth straight triple double, 15 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds. Oh yeah. And four steals. DeMar DeRozan with 35, six assists, six rebounds, but they lost CJ McCollum, 30 points, nine rebounds, third straight 30 point game. And uh, we're going to say Kyle Kuzma just for nits, uh, 25 points, five rebounds and five made threes. Uh, nits go first. Who you got? Well, I made you guys add Kuzma, so I got to go with Kuz. I wish I could give it to DeMar just because him and uh, and Gay helped lead that comeback. But, you know, they lost, so I can't give it to a guy in an L. Kuzma with those big three-pointers to help lead them back and gave them a lot of energy tonight. So it's got to go to Kuz. Yeah, this, and also this is DeMar's best season. I, I just need to throw that in there. He had another big game tonight. He, he's ostensibly playing the point guard for the Spurs and uh, doing a really good job of it. Dave, who you got? I'm going with my man, Pascal Siakam. Siakam damn near killed him. You know what I mean? I love saying that. God. Now you're sending him back to the bench, though, right? We're starting Ibaka over him. Maybe. Probably. Let's see. Probably. Which Nick is why Nurse. that trade isn't that good. Hey, hey Nick Nurse is going to experiment like he has depth. all season. It's depth. They have depth, Nets. Okay. And it's mattered in the playoffs every year. All right. That's going to be it for today's show. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the dings. Make sure you subscribe to the back to back podcast podcast feed. We had a new basketball buds on Tuesday. We dropped a new nerder trade dead deadline special yesterday. We got a new mailbag coming later today. Go subscribe to the black opinions matter Monday feed where you can find on any podcasting platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, the NBA Daily Ding, as well as all of our feeds from the Back to Back Network, Kian Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, The House of Strauss, and Pack Your Knives. Thank you guys for waking up with us all week. And uh, which one of you guys want to take us home? Oh, I got this. Ring-a-ding-ding. I'm so uncomfortable with whatever you just did. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 <laughs>